Dimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat. Cool. Hello Apps here from Dimp Digital, welcome to Idle Game Chat. This is Dimp Digital's flagship video game podcast where we take you through the ups and the downs of the world of video games. We are here on your favourite podcast app and YouTube absolutely free. However, if you want to support our grassroots independent endeavour, head over to patreon.com forward slash dimpdigital or twitch.tv slash dimpdigital and join the Muni hashtag hand in pocket this week i'm joined once again by the nearly man the resident ref logan i'm toning down the nearly man voice scrape because nearly man might not be the tag that you'll be getting in a few weeks time well i don't really <laughs> want to talk about it because i feel like anything i say i'll put the mockers on it like you don't want to jinx it's, it. Yeah, well, it's perilously close. Mm. Like it's almost, you know, when you see these sort of things, and you think they've fixed that. Yeah, like, there's no way they could have been, like. I always liken it to the Top Gear challenges they used to do, where they're always like these like head to head, like so close things. Yeah. But this genuinely has worked out. With, I mean, last year it was close. At one point last, it was. I think there were three points separating three people. And again, you'd have laughed at that. If you put odds on that, the bookies, you'd have been absolutely laughing. But at the moment, it's very close. And let's just transition straight into it, not hang around. We're talking mm. about the Fantasy Gaming League. Now, uh, you had suggested you needed a minor miracle to be in contention, with, with everything basically hinging on Pentiment after mm. the likes of Scorn and Gotham Knights didn't really deliver anything compelling score-wise. And I had flat. I'd signpost this saying, "Look, art house shit. Sometimes these yeah. critics lap it up." I was mm-hmm. looking forward to it, but we had no real evidence to suggest that the media uh, would and the gaming gods would produce mm. this. And at the moment, because these scores, I don't know if they remember them being this fluid last year, changing up and down every couple of days. But at the moment, it's on an eighty-six pentiment, which is a great score. For that game, coming out of Obsidian, it's like a little side team led by uh, Josh Sawyer. And uh, yeah, it's on the 86. And what that basically means for the Grand Prix is that gives you a clubhouse score currently of 808. Adkins now languishing on 806. Now, the important detail there is that the way that the tie breaks are worked out is on highest game scores. So if you were level... Adkins at the moment would win that because he's 95 for Elden Ring would take that. 94 of God of War is what you have. If for whatever reason, in the unlikely circumstances, uh, God of War went up by one grade or Elden Ring came down and they were both even and you both had the same score still, which I don't think would, would necessarily pan out. But if it did, it would go to amount of transfers made. The least is the best and you both made three and then it would finally go down to grid spot and you were unfortunately handed a Grizz penalty for missing the deadline, ending up mm. in, in fifth, I believe, whilst uh, little Adkins is sitting there on three. So, I mean, if it does come down to that, again, we've talked about the blanks and the deadline's been missed before. There is really only one person to blame. And really, the fact that you're only two points ahead, you, 
there's 10 points that have potentially been flushed <laughs> unnecessarily. So this could have been done and dusted yeah. already. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not too fussed about the transfers. I know what you're saying. But the chances of me picking hmm. the games that I picked anyways, probably slim to none. So, yeah. you know, it's it, I, I'm not too fussed about that necessarily. I think it's more that grid penalty that could bite me in the arse. I think that's the mm. one. But well, well, the grid penalty may well be the reason you end up with two blanks as well, because you were bumped from, I think you were one yeah, down true, to five. Yeah. So you may have got yeah. all your first choice games and then yeah, very true. the list wouldn't have been short. See, look, um, people don't take these deadlines seriously. They're very blasé about it, going, well, that won't matter. What happened? I don't know why. I think Because I think you even sent out a reminder and I just went, yep, and then just put my phone down and it just eva- ev- like evaporated from my brain. But um, yeah, it's super close. I mean, going back to what you said, it, everything needs to kind of swing. I mean, I think Sonic landed up pretty much kind of where we expected it, sort yeah. of low to, low 70s to high 60s, I think. Yeah. Um, I think you know, Pentiment's probably done better or best case yeah. scenario, and I think that's why I alluded to the other week because that's kind of what needs to happen, and it has. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's just about whether. I mean, I think even since the last time we've looked at it, football managers crept down one from eighty-four to eighty-three. So yeah. there is some fluidity there. Um, yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, the worry for me, if I was you, would be God of War because holding a high score of ninety-four is difficult because it only takes a nine a few nines and it will start to chip away at that average won't it mm. you want yeah. and getting a, a nine is hard enough these days let alone a 9.5 or a 10 so mm. that's the one where it won't go down any further than a one because there's like a hundred odd reviews in there but that could be chipped away at and then pentiment has been as high as 87 so i would doubt that would go down to an 85 footy manager he says is an 83 and an 84 so from that perspective i think you're covered it's mm. it, it's it could be something silly like Scorn that goes down to a 67 or something, just gets crapped yeah. on in a couple of weeks. There's... I would have thought they'd have loved that Scorn. Like, no. It looks like one of them, you know, these like horror games that come out of nowhere and go, well, but I think it was... Check I think it was and performance. Well, and... I mean, yeah, I mean, they had a load of problems, but uh, that's the puzzles. one that surprised me. I thought out of my subs that that one was going to do the best and it's done the worst. So, yeah, that's how this game can go. Exactly. So, speaking of Pentiment, it's reviewed very well. And you were looking at trailers the other week, probably just to yeah. try and push some good energy in. In, a, in terms of it being played, it's a Game Pass jobby it'll be sitting there is this ever going to get downloaded and played or is it just a thank you very much thanks for the score and then i'll clap you in maybe when i get into the hot seat yeah i had it um pre-downloaded ready to go and i booted it up for an hour the other day to Mm. do the first sort of hour of it um this is not a logan game surely i can't in my head this doesn't seem like something i mean play it's typically not but this is what I mean. This is a great thing about Game Pass, right? Yeah. Is that you can just give something a go and bin it or not, hot, you know, Ronnie halfway can't do through that, or whatever. I understand that Steve's thinking. Yeah, I that. mean, Steve allows it. Yeah. He, he doesn't he, he doesn't like to spend time on things he's not enjoying. Right. But anyway, so yeah, I've, I must admit, my initial thoughts are I don't quite know how this has got an 87 or an 86. <laughs> That's my initial yeah. kind of like. Because well, it's weird because some outlets gave it a ten out of ten, like IGN, and then Gamespot gave it a six out of ten. Not yeah. that they are the two oracles, but usually they are aligned within a point or two. Like a six out of ten mm. yeah. in the seven to ten scoring that is typically a game gets means it's below par. Whereas obviously a ten out of yeah. ten is a big statement to put for an outlet to give. Mm. So 
some people clearly it hasn't resonated with at all, but others have absolutely mm. loved it. Yeah, I mean, it's. You know, I'm still trying to figure out what it's all about. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's not. It isn't. It isn't what I expected. I think it's just. It's felt a little bit slow to get off the ground. I've heard and that. Sure. I've heard it's a bit of a slug to get a work, get going. But I, I want to kind of see. I do want to kind of persevere with it. I mean, I, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say there's ten things that have annoyed me with it. But it's no. just. It's you know it it's not very fluid in terms of how you move between like rooms levels and, right. and it's just and the narrative is very like, wordy. It's, it's very very wordy. <laughs> like and the and the text is all in. You can change the text. I will yeah. say I've kind of put myself into this, but the text is all in like a very gothic style. And what, sometimes you mean the font? Like, yeah, yeah. No, so sometimes right. I would recommend to people when they play this gives you an option to basically say don't use stylized fonts put it on times new roman and be done with it (laughs) yeah Yeah, because it just makes there's a lot of text and you find yourself basically trying to then actually not not just understand and read what they've said but Mm. actually even just like make it legible sometimes (laughs) um but yeah i i you know i'll i'll probably persist for a bit longer if it doesn't pull me in a little bit more i might end up binning it but um Mm. Yeah, it's just a bit, it's been very slow that first sort of hour or so. It's a bit like, what are we doing here then? Yeah. I'm 100% going to play this once I've finished mm. up God of War and The Devil in Me. Depending on when mm. those both are concluded, Callisto mm. Protocol might be lurking by then. But I'm going to get to it in the foreseeable future. I, I had this yeah. earmark. The fact that it's reviewed so highly is encouraging. I thought, even if it mm. gets like 80 or 78, I'm still going to dive into this because it sounds like something I would actually enjoy. But Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's been encouraging that it's been it's scored as high as it has. So, happy mm. with that. Grand Prix is squeaky bum time. Absolutely. And Hall has joined the clubhouse with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, that was his final game on his list. Sitting on a mm. 76 gives him a score of 759. So he is a clean 49 points off the pace. All said and done, he won't be too happy with that. Considering how easy he seems to say it is and that he should be oh. winning it, and yet has been st- stuck in this Grand Prix with no hope of winning in three, four years now. So I don't know what this, where this attitude's come from, where he could just walk it, because he never has looked close to do that. <laughs> I mean, I've always felt like, I mean, I've had some bad years, but I've when I put my effort semi into it, I seem to be able to pick out some semi-reasonable games. So I've had a couple, I mean, obviously we know the Logan rule's been created and yeah. then last year, and I think for the past sort of three or four years, I've been there and thereabouts. Yeah. Um, I've kind of always knocking on that door. I mean, it's not, I wouldn't say it's easy. Yeah. Um, I suspect that for you it would be with your infinite wisdom. If you did it, it would be... Well, I'll cheat as well. I've said this before. That's why I don't do it. I would Not only am I the most intelligent when it comes to this, I would cheat just to make sure that stays and that it can't be disputed. So I can't be trusted. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be honest. interesting if you just did your own little su- like list on the side one year. Like, mm. irrelevant from everything else and just picked, like... 10 games yeah. that you thought were going to be the top 10 of the year and see how kind of close you got and if you could break a thousand points no well, it's not possible because no. there's only a thousand points there. No. if you could break I reckon 900 yeah even that's difficult though because then you've got to get 10 90s it's really tricky it yeah, is it, like uh, 8 850 I think is the record that Biff posted one year 
And that's I wonder, absurd. Okay. I would like you. I wonder, it's, wonder if it's worth doing. But then you put everything on the line, didn't you, to do something like this. Like you just, like the infinite wisdom. Mm. But it'd be interesting if your 10 would beat whoever won. Yeah. But with, I'd like, like no you don't transfers. declare it with no, well, with no transfers to see if you could get a list of 10 games that would beat the mm. winner. I don't know. It'd just be an interesting little experiment. I mean, if you don't, you don't. But um, I'm going to risk my 100% record. Even I don't even want to. I don't want to yeah. sniff of losing this. So yeah. unlikely that Ronnie will sign it off, but he will consider it over a few beers at some point. Um, speaking of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, now hmm. any interest in this? Considering we both played through Pokemon Arceus. You did, didn't you? Am I talking well, rubbish? Or did you play it and then bin it halfway through? Oh, uh, I haven't binned it. It's just well, been on it's the... Been it's paused. just found itself... It's been paused. Uh, there is still, in the similar way that there was for God of War, an intent to go back, to go back and do it. And I still want to complete it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I must admit, it hasn't pulled me in in the same way I was expecting it to and the way that it did for you. Um, yeah. I mean, I had I think, major issues with it, though, as you fondly remember, ranting about performance. I'm sh- I'm just struggling with that that system. It's of a, ain't it's old. It's creaking yeah. badly. Like and mm. Game Freak are just. I think Xenoblade Chronicles Three that looks mm. really good for something on the Switch, but that's. These Pokemon games that look close to that, and I just wonder. It's what I think I said this before. I believe it's the, one of the most profitable or gross mm. gross earning IPs in the world, and yeah. you've got clearly not a lot of budget being put into it because you can make games on the Switch look decent. They won't yeah. look. They won't ever look like you know bloody God of War or whatever you want to play Gears Five, anything like that, which looks mm. stunning still to this day. But they can look better than what Game Freak and, and Nintendo are pushing out on the Pokemon. I just think, come on, put hand in pocket and put some effort into that. Even if I could forgive the graphics and all the yeah. mechanical elements of it, just to, like that quest system and everything, oh, like, it's just so. Yeah, it was just a pain it, in the ass. Like all you got to do is just give me some sort of story and ability to select quests and like guide me to do it. Like it's. I'm not asking for a lot. Those are the things that are grating at me more on it. I find it hard to play. Yeah. Like, and a Pokemon game shouldn't be hard to play. It should be pick up, off you go, job done. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I think it, I'm surprised that someone hasn't done some sort of big budget version of it because surely you know it's it will still sell well. Yeah. I'd, it's a weird. I don't know what's going on. With, I don't think Pokemon's ever going to go multi-platform. I think Nintendo mm. own part of the Pokemon. It's all a bit strange mm. the setup and whatnot. But they could still do better on the Switch. Is what I'm angling at. Yeah, is fair enough, What's yeah. being churned out is of barely acceptable quality. And we've seen <laughs> other games who do do big open worlds produce something yeah. that you think, well, they, yeah, that looks. That's about as good as it will look, but. Still, it can be done. It's not a. Yeah. It ain't got to require bloody a genie to come along and save it. <laughs> but um, the more the the reason, main reason why I'm not looking at Pokemon Scarlet and Violet is not just because it looks a little bit old and bit bit scruffy. I don't need to be playing two Pokemons in less than twelve months. I, I don't know what this scheduling's all about. I, I can't. 
I can't wrap my head around that, other than the fact I'm sure they both will sell equally as well. So actually, when the bottom line's looked at and the bean counters look, they'll say, well, mm. it didn't affect us. But from a consumer, I'm like, I've got almost zero interest in going back into Pokemon, a, a new Pokemon game, for another at least another year. And yet, we've got one in less than 12 months. What are they playing at? Yeah, I don't know. I, I do find it bizarre. I, I I must admit, when I saw that coming, I was like, what are we doing? Yeah, I couldn't believe it was coming this year. I was like... Who's what? asking for more already? Well, they are, though. That's the thing. They'll still... I don't know. Maybe there will be a fatigue on this. I don't know. I, I wouldn't expect so. I still think business-wise, they'll do it, do, do well. But mm. I can't see how this giving the other one 18 months to breathe wouldn't wouldn't yield more results. But suppose with game development, you're not earning any money until you ship a product. So every day that ticks on, that, that that's not on the shelves. You ain't getting any money back yeah. in. So yeah. it's never considered, is it, by us fucking Burks, just sit here criticising it and <laughs> whilst they watch the cash roll in. <laughs> that's how it typically works. I think it's because we look at it from a purist perspective, don't we, rather than a, yeah. a business and a product. It's yeah. always going to be the way. Absolutely. Let's move into some items and out of the FGL area. The Game Awards have come. The nominations have come, I should say. The Game Awards show hasn't. And mm. once again, there's people crying. I, this feels like Groundhog Day. Every year, the nominees come out and people cry. This yeah. this game ain't on it. That game's on it. Why is this game not on it? Last year, it was Forza Horizon, wasn't it? People yeah. wailing about that, wailing about a, a franchise where Microsoft don't even think that highly of it because they let it get fucking delisted after a few years because the licensing. <laughs> so they don't give a toss about the prestige of that really when you when it when you come and think about it. But that was the yeah. big one last year. This year, I'm not seeing people crying about stuff missing. It's more that Stray is on the list. People are livid that a game like Stray has made the, the nominees. So just for those that there's. Fucking 31 awards up for grabs. We're not going to go for them all. Game of the Year is the big one. We're going to focus on that. Um, I think God of War has the most nominations with 10, which is ahead of Elden Ring and Horizon, which are both on seven. So they're the ones that have got the mm. most category nominations. But the big Game of the Year nominations are A Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. And... There's crying. For people that don't understand how this list of five or six come along, it's selected from... So essentially, Jeff goes out to 100-plus outlets across the globe, not just Europe, not just America, and says, give me a list of five, and the games that get the mo with the most numbers go on the list. If there's a tie, I think they actually extend the nominees to six or seven or whatever it is. So Jeff ain't deciding this, because every time this comes out, like, oh, Jeff, you... Fucking gun! What are you doing? Is I ain't involved. <laughs> I'll give it to Easy Allies. I'll give it to IGN. I'll give it to Gamespot. I'll give it to Giant Bomb. I'll give it to Game Informer. I'll give it to the Guardian. I'll give it to Gaming Bible. Even they're on there. Metro Boys. They're involved. Video Games Chronicle. <laughs> it gives it all to them. It says you decide. I'll just count the numbers here. Yeah. And what's interesting is I've, there's a list of them on the website. People can go and have a look. But it really is global. Now, there's a lot more US than UK outlets in there, and they are the two big ones, but you've got outlets from Argentina, Brazil, Chile, China, Colombia, Croatia, mm. Czech Republic, Denmark, France, Germany, Greece, India, Italy, Japan, Malaysia, mm. Mexico, the Middle East, Peru, Philippines, Poland, Romania, Singapore, South Africa, South Korea, 
Spain, Sweden, Switzerland, Thailand, and Turkey. There's a couple more in there. Canada. I don't seem as out there, Canada. That seems like more... Like I can understand, you know, they speak a lot of English and whatnot, and a bit of French. But what I'm saying is there's a lot of diverse opinions that are coming in here. And mm. it doesn't surprise me that the list is, never makes anyone happy. Are we ever going to see a, a, a nominees list where everyone goes, yep, that's exactly right. Because the way I see it is people just want their own personal biases on there. When that's not represented, they cry foul and say, it's corrupt. It's a shit system. And I'm like, well, what better system is there, really? That's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of input being taken from the entire world. Like, well, I don't know what else you can do. Yeah, I think you've hit the, hit the nail on the head. What more can you do? Um, People only want what they want. Is what I've discovered, isn't it? Like they they want the game that they put on there. And if it's not there, yeah. then it must be wrong. It's like all these like football awards and everything that people get. Everyone's always oh, crying that Ballon d'Or is always like, a fucking yeah. Joke, oh, what's <laughs> you see all the Spurs fans going? Yeah. Harry Kane, come on! Like what are we do? Get that car off the shortlist. Everyone's always got their own biases towards what they prefer or they support or whatever yeah. it is. But yeah, to your point, it's kind of like canvassed from from different countries, um, you know, different um, outlets and things. So what what complaint can you have? It was a bit harsh on Stray. Like, it was, That's what I thought. It was it's kind a... of a little mini like fad, wasn't it? Where like yeah. everyone was sort of playing it and stuff and everyone seemed to say, was... well, if you like animals and cats generally, you'll... Quite like yeah, this, it's so, just a harmless. It was like so wholesome, yeah. And it's getting called out as like, oh, what's that doing on there? And yeah. um, look, this I don't know why people care for a, I don't know why people give a shit about <laughs> these six games that are on a list. Make your own awards mm. and then you get your own way, oh. won't you? Make your own, like, seriously, it doesn't matter, does it? Like, this is a I, people keep going, well, there's millions of people that see this, and I'm like, yeah, I know, but. Don't take them so seriously. They're not there. They're not the Oscars, and even though the Oscars has turned into people slapping each other, so I don't know how long that's going to last as a prestigious event. How's that getting signed off? Will, what's he up to now? Yeah. Nothing. No. But I've seen nothing. <laughs> well, um, what is it? I am Legend Two, apparently. No. Well, I've heard. the first one wasn't even good. Have you read the book on that? No. It's completely different. It's a. It, <laughs> Well, I won't. I won't go into the details why, but it's it's actually if you read the book, you're like, oh my god, they really did butcher this. Anyway, getting off track. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't care too much about this. I don't understand why Stray's getting crapped on. Um, there are issues with this, as we've said. Like, you're never gonna get everyone's opinion in there. Like the the November cutoff time is very stupid as well. So games like Pentiment aren't eligible. Mm. Callisto Protocol, which isn't out, isn't eligible. Midnight Suns, which is coming late, isn't eligible. Mm. And they go, well, it can go in next year's awards, so don't worry about Forgotten it. about. Recency well, bias. Absolutely. Halo Infinite, where's that this year? That missed last year's one. Nope, in the I bins. I that don't deserve it in any some, way. But... Some will say it didn't deserve it. But I reckon if it had come out within the gap, there was like a three-week period where everyone loved it. Yeah. And they were like, oh, the issues aren't that bad. And it's got worse because the issues haven't been properly addressed and the content's dried up. But I think there was a month period there that it would have rode its wave and got in there. Um, mm. But obviously, yeah, possibly. it's, it's that hasn't been able to, to last. And I think it happened with Smash Brothers as well. That missed 
the, the cutoff point. And mm. I was really hoping that the next Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom, the next Zelda game, would miss the cutoff, like be in December and just see, yeah, yeah, just mean, just yeah. to see actually what would what would transpire. Would would whether they change the yes, the date the, or something? Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm hoping happens, but. I think I think Cyberpunk was everyone was like, well, that's going to be missed, and it came out and crapped the bed, so it wasn't an issue for people. <laughs> anyway, what do you think will take the title out of those six? You've got a Plague Tale, Elden Ring, God of War, Horizon, Stray, Xenoblade Chronicles. Not what you want to win. What do you think yeah. these these quote unquote bozos, as people describe them, will vote for? And it's a ninety percent media uh, vote and a ten percent fan vote that's how the, the yeah. winners are decided the nominations are decided by the jury only but mm. the the actual awards is a 10 percent savior part for you know the the locals mm. that are gonna the vote on it but any inclination over what will take the championship i'd find it hard to look past elden ring mm. um just purely because of it was again it was a fad for a while wasn't it everyone was playing fucking like, people ages, that even, yeah People that didn't even really get into any of the sort of Soulsborne games or anything were, were kind of interested in playing it and stuff. So, I'd be interested if those people liked it though, or didn't just play it and go "fuck me." Well, like and just Dr. got caught Dishes up in the... said it was one of the highlights of his year. Well, and he just—it's not his bag, and he God. loved it. Well, this is—that's what I mean. It's bread and butter, but he was—he uh, was right. He continues to rave about it. Um, mm. See, I just think it's—I uh, mean—it's not my bag, obviously. Um, it's not my. It wouldn't be my personal pick, but no. yeah, I would say God of War, but I kind of feel like it might just come too soon for it. Yeah, I, I, if I was betting, I'd say Elden Ring, and I think mm. if Elden Ring doesn't get it, you're going to see a lot of crying again. Like, because yeah. well, the last time God of War, or so God of War 2018, come out, it was alongside mm. Red Dead Redemption Two, and God of War, yeah, God, God of War, snuck the title, and people were livid about that. What would you say out of if you had a choice between Red Dead Two and God of War? So initially, I said Red Dead Two, mm. but for some reason, I look back and I think God of War twenty eighteen was just the the package of like the modern sort of third person action adventure game. So I felt like it got. I know, it's tough, isn't it? The reason you played God of War, I'm as finding well. that one really tough. Mm. But I didn't. I've obviously played a, an upgraded version, yeah, if you like, slightly that's... upgraded version, which yeah. is a bit unfair on Red Dead. Yeah. But I think I'll stick I... to my initial and say uh, there's a reason why I said Red Dead Redemption Two. There was clearly something in the waters for that that year. Like time, it was epic. Yeah, it was. It was, it was brilliant, mm. absolutely brilliant. But there were there were some weird things of that. But there's an open world. <laughs> I don't think anything looked as good as that. Like, it looked and played brilliantly, and that storyline and the depth. Yeah. Thing, uh, I mean, again, it's you know, it's kind of like two of the pinnacles of mm. those sort of games. Yeah, and they are different games, yeah. clearly That's... quite different, and it's really difficult to put them alongside each other. But I just thought that was interesting to say. I I would probably say Red Dead Two. Well, I think that's why people were upset when God of War snuck it, because yeah. the other thing you have to remember is when a platform exclusive bags it as well. You immediately pissed off thirty percent, yeah, or half of yeah. whoever it is. They're already crying because yeah. they ain't been able to play it, or haven't chose to play it, or didn't rate it because it had a blue label on it. So that's what gets under people's skin, really. I think. Yeah. But yeah, for this year's one, I think Elden Ring will get it. I wouldn't. 
I wouldn't put it past Ragnarok pulling off the shock, but I just think that the, the amount of praise that was heaped on that, on Elden Ring, mm. like revolutionary, generational. There's some of it I kind of subscribe to about 70% of the greatness of that, but it runs <laughs> like shit. So Did yeah. you complete it? Yeah. 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 Unlike these, so did Adkin, so did Adcock, so did Salmon. Yeah. Biff got about 80% through it and then chucked it off. But they all used the guides. They all were cheating. So. And you used none? Used none. And it was to my detriment because there are parts of that game where you just miss because there's, there's no way you would work out where to go. So I probably missed a, a good 20% of it. Really? But yeah. It was good. Like tr- it, There were times when I was like completely addicted to it, but. It it mm. ran like absolute donkey shit for a wow. compared to the standards we've got now. I think if yeah, you yeah. go back last year, and it would have been you know par for the course. But mm. it, it was so choppy, really, in comparison yeah. to the the slick stuff. And when you get that wrong, I kind of immediately think, well, how how can I give you my my full attention and praise when you're getting the basics wrong? And then you've got all the usual kind of soul stuff that will grind people. Like the menus are a pain in the ass to get in and out of. <laughs> Just trying to equip a new item is like a chore. Like, there's all this weird mm. stuff that gets sidelined because of the other stuff that was so great about it. It's one of those weird games that has clear flaws, but the other side of it is that you've got an expansive kind of open world and mm. great combat, but not for everyone, as we've mentioned, because they're just... Well, I mean, that's... A... It's bloody hard, and it's, it ain't going to hold your hand. But then that's now seen as a, a good point because people don't want their hands held, I'm, I'm reading... <laughs> Doesn't have any doesn't have any uh, waypoints, they said. It does. It does have waypoints, so don't lie about that either. That's what they said. I, did, I don't know if I don't remember if we spoke much about Elden Ring or done a review on it. I don't I did it with Adkins, pissed up. Yeah. I think I said so, all this, but Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't realise it was still sort of a, a wound there. Oh, it's not a wound, I it. just liked because people just play praise it like nothing's wrong with it, and I'm like yeah, they do, let's yeah. just yeah. be honest for a little while like and don't lie about yeah. there not being any waypoints because there are there are mm. map markers in there they do appear. let's get full facts on it well that's what we might have to do employ them to start combing through the bollocks that people write but no i think i gave it a gold so i wasn't you know that's yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, great game really really great greater than the sum of its parts i guess is the way you might describe it um mm. but we'll see how things pan out we, will, we won't be doing our game of the year until next year sometime which I think is the right thing to do. Yeah, give let them everything a, come out, let the dust settle. If people want to catch up on stuff, they can do. And imagine if a game come out on like the thirty first December. Yeah, takes you God knows how many hours to complete it, and it's getting sidelined. It's not a. Uh, it's not. It's what I mean. That's that's the big thing about this game awards is the cut off. I think it's stupid, and it is a it, you know it is a media award at the end of the day. It's the critics that are employed by these outlets that decide mm. this. So it's. Yeah, take that with a pinch of salt. The the developers have their own kind of one in in GDC and Dice, which happen in like usually March time, and that's the developers' view. And they they sometimes they match up, sometimes they don't. It's like mm. it doesn't matter. Try not to take it personal. They're not trying to wind you up. Um, unlike our awards, where we do try and rattle cages. So get up them. Right, I've delayed it, but I feel yeah. like we've got to unleash the hound again. Yeah. Call of Duty Warzone. Is it called Call of Duty Warzone 2.0? Is that the actual it's name? It's just Warzone 2.0. Warzone 2.0. First question. Yeah. Question, yeah. I'm 
is this a separate download or is it part of Modern Warfare 2 in that if you go and play it, will it say you're playing Modern mm. Warfare 2 or will it say you're playing Warzone yeah. 2.0? Because I ain't seen anyone no. playing Warzone. No, it says uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Fucking so, hell! They've done it yeah. again! I thought the yeah. whole point of doing this was to decouple it from a game so that it can no. kind of sit on its own so the other games can put their... Because wasn't that a problem yeah. for them? Like trying to backwards engineer Black yeah. Ops into it and all that shit? Yeah, I mean, so... You go into the menu, so you boot it's up. It's semantics, really, boot. but Ronnie ain't happy. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it should. It's tricky, right? Because if you don't buy the game, like yeah, you don't buy Modern Warfare, yep. you download Warzone, right. and when you boot it up, it still says you're playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two, which technically you are. You're I playing do. a game mode in it, but it's known as Warzone. Yeah, I and mean, I feel like they should be. Does that I mean, does that mean it doesn't have its own achievements then? There's no, There's no achievements. Does Fortnite? Not in Warzone. No. Ah. Not from memory. No. So these, these t- from memory don't have achievements. I could and would happily be corrected. Yeah. I haven't got an achievement so far on Warzone. Well, you got to be good though. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> I like. The, I, I would like an achievement just for taking part personally. Um, so Fortnite does have achievements worth a thousand game score. Don't remember getting any of that. No. But I'm assuming this it's not possible for Warzone because, like you said, it's a game mode within Modern Warfare 2. And if you don't own Modern Warfare... Hang on. I'm saying Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. Is that correct? It's it's tied to that game, not OG Modern Warfare. Correct. Right, okay. I'm not blowing yeah. it there. Yeah. Anyway, so I'll shut up now because I keep interrupting. So, yeah, when you boot it up, you've got the three tiles of games. You've got the multiplayer, you've got the DMZ, and you've got Battle Royale. Yep. So... They're the three options, and then you select the Battle Royale, and in you go. You're in there. You've got separate loadouts. You've, it is it is a separate kind of thing. It's not linked to what you've got, unless... Mm. Uh, I mean, it is, right? It's winding because me up le- hearing about it. But, uh... Because your, your weapons are all leveled up the same, yep. like as they are in multiplayer. So it is, it is intrinsically linked, but it is a separate game mode within it with its separate kind of stats and everything. So, yeah. Um so, I guess we start with launch night. So, you asked if it's a separate download. I don't actually know. So, because like you've got the game. Because yeah. I've got the game. But I did on the 6th, I think it was the morning of the 16th, I did have a, I think a 68 gig Whew. update or something ridiculous. Um, so, that might have been it. But that's all the battle pass to and various different other elements. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I guess it is a separate download. If I was guessing it, I presume so. Um, And yeah, so 16th, wait for it to to go live. Um, It's live, trying to get in a game. Deary me, that was a challenge. Well, is this enough space for 100 people? What are they? 150 this time. That's gone up then. Yeah, 150 poor souls. (laughs) Um, being funneled into that hellhole being funneled into that yeah so uh, it's I mean you know they've chucked out all the options there so you've got solos duos uh, third person trios you've got unhinged trios which I'm not quite sure what that is and then you've got quads yeah I mean so they chucked it all out there at once but yeah it took us a while to get into a game I must admit there was there was problems with the social panel so you couldn't um 
see who's in your social thing to invite people and stuff and there was usual menu troubles and you try and get into a game and someone get booted out and it's all this kind of stuff so i think we ended up getting into a game at around half past eight when we all jumped on at seven so it's about an hour to an hour and a half of fucking about so what do you do in that situation i'm fascinated by how what happens now do you just sit in that chat just talking shit until yeah it lets you yeah, like widening each other up or getting frustrated, like whatever it is. Yeah, I mean, it's but you're, it's not like you're just sitting there with finger up arse. Like mm. you're trying to figure out how to get everyone back in the party. Like you, right. and then you get booted out, and then you get onto a loading screen. You go waiting for data centers or whatever. So you sit there with that screen for five minutes, and you restart the game, and then you go back in. You get in a party, you boot out the game, you get into a lobby. It'd be a laggy lobby, so you'd have to pull out and you rinse and repeat that. So there was an element of frustration the first night but we did get a couple of games in and everything and got to yeah. explore the new map al mazra yeah. um which is uh which seems to be or at least it feels a lot bigger than uh 150 previous. people now need to make yeah. sure there's enough room for them all yeah so it feels it feels bigger like much bigger in terms of overall size and everything um so yeah it's really just kind of getting used to that and then i think you know what probably put it about eight to ten hours yeah. by the time we've recorded this i think and uh yeah it's um it's a different battle battle royale experience in some ways to from warzone the, yes mm. yeah um people so, running around shooting each other how can it be different educate yes me. yeah so the ultimate you know the ultimate purpose and everything remains the same it's to be the last last person or team standing yep. um but there's some differences i guess so going back to the original warzone i suppose and you know the previous incarnation of it it was a very fast-paced game or i say it was very fast-paced for a battle royale it felt quite fast-paced that's because you had hall leading um, the team just charging into battle not being strategic about it well i i, th- I think the movement in the last game and this is where we could end up talking for half an hour, and I've got to be very careful. So right. they had, the, the movement in the last game was a lot more fluid, I guess is the way to put it. So you could do slide cancelling and things to get yourself yeah. to move quicker. Um, and it just felt like it was a bit more... Like you could be more athletic and aggressive in your play without getting punished yeah. for it. Like you actually got actively rewarded for being a more athletic player, yeah. I think is probably how I'd word it. In... In this, in the new one, they've removed slide cancelling, yeah. um, and there was also something called bunny hopping, where you could just bu- basically like jump side to side to side. And you'd, there, there was basically different mechanics, and they've removed a load of them in this game to make it, you know, a bit more realistic, I guess, in some ways. I mean, I use that term very loosely, but um, you know, you wouldn't tend to see people running across a, a desert, you know, slide cancelling, sliding around on the floor continuously, like. Mm. It, so they've removed that. So I think because they've removed an element of uh, like aggressiveness and the ability to be so quick, it makes people naturally a bit slower paced in their game plan, a bit more calculated. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just think the way that the map's designed, um, they've, they've made some other subtle changes as well. So it used to be when you dropped into Warzone OG, you used to just get down, get contracts, go around, loot money, do whatever you do, could to get 10 grand together to get a loadout drop. And then you've got your loadout and you can run around like a lunatic with all your guns and everything. Well, they've basically removed that. So you oh. can't buy loadout drops. Um, 
you have to do things within Warzone to be able to get rewarded with a loadout drop, or you have to wait quite late into the game. Well, it just so, starts chucking them out randomly and to create like, I guess like areas of battle where people are likely to flood yeah. towards it. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they've basically removed that kind of initial drop down, get a load of cash, like yeah. get a thingy, get all the UAVs in and everything. It just becomes instant carnage. Like the people play slower because they don't have their weapons that they're used to. You're relying much more on the ground loot. And just, um, this sounds stupid, a loadout drop yeah. drops the loadout you've predetermined somewhere else. Yeah. It's not just random. Yeah. You go, fucking hell, shotgun. Yeah. With all your attachments, okay, fully right. leveled up guns. Gotcha. Like, so that's, that's what lot. you're after, really. That's the... You want to get that as soon yeah. as you can possibly get it, ideally. Yeah, exactly. So you basically can't do that. And if you do want to get earlier than loadout drops, you have to do like these mini in, in-world in events, which are called um, strongholds. And you yeah. basically have to go, and it's a load of bots. You clear out all the block bots. You defuse the bomb. And yeah. then you get a loadout from that. So that's the way they're trying to get you to do it, is to actually take part in the world. Little PvE elements little pv elements rather than you just running around getting cash and doing a few little contracts to do it so it slows the game down yeah. because you're having to do these things to get your your favorite weapons um and they've also removed the amount of uh cash drops there are so cash is a lot harder to come by yeah so to get cash you have to do again more in world events and um uh, contracts they're really the way to get cash quickly so it used to be the case that if your teammate died you could come back run around for a minute yeah. get enough cash together and buy another teammate back but it's more impactful now when you don't have as much cash so it's basically they've made well, that gulag got them out of there whatever it's called gulag yeah so you can also there's still, the gulag's still there yeah, it used it right. to be a 1v1 but they've now changed that to a 2v2 so you're paired up with someone else and you take on another two, which is, again, is quite interesting. Yeah. I, I like it. Like It's an interesting dynamic change. Um, and they've also introduced uh, an element there where if all four of you take on uh, a juggernaut that appears, it appears about 10, 20 seconds into the gulag, then you all get released. Right, okay. Um, because they've introduced proximity chat. So yeah. if you're not in a party, you can talk to the other people that are in the lobby. Yeah. Um, and communicate and do that kind of stuff. So there's there's more changes. So you used to be able to just go to a low, uh, a buy station and buy X amount of UAVs, as many as you want. You could, If you had another 20 grand, you could buy five UAVs and get an advanced UAV and see where everyone is. Now the buy points only have finite amounts of items in them. Ooh. So you could only buy, say, three UAVs from a buy point. So it's not a constant UAVs in the air showing your position. Again, which just makes it a slower gameplay because people don't know where everyone yeah. is um so yeah it's overall they've kind of made some changes in in a number of areas that kind of they it's the way that i'd say it's more like PUBG now like they've mm. moved it more to a slower looting tactical way of um of moving through the move through the map i mean you still get in in a lot of firefights and everything like yeah, there's still yeah. plenty of action but it's not like all out carnage, basically. How, at times. And how do you feel about that? Is that positive? Is that positive for you and the others you're playing with, or is there a bit of skepticism about how how much you'll end up enjoying it long term? Um, I I think it's better because basically, it, the UAVs and things used to always be around, and you mm. basically had to have 
because uh, you had to get your load out so you could get ghosts so you didn't appear on all the UAVs. So you kind of <laughs> yeah. it was driven by that. Yeah. But because it's less prevalent in the game, you can kind of be a bit more patient. You're not so focused on the loadout. You're, it, it's just a different dynamic. I mean, I, mm. I much prefer less like. You used to just get always pushed constantly. Like yeah. people were just like a load of UAVs and kill streaks and things. You just get pushed all the time, and you just be, const- it just be constant. It'd be relentless at times. It's just a little. It feels just a little bit slower, a little bit more tactical. You know, um, I prefer the changes. I think they're interesting. I think it's an interesting change for a Call of Duty game mode because Call of Duty is always about fast and frantic. So. Historically, with all the Call of Duties, they've done things to speed up encounters and get you back into the fight as quickly as they can. But they've actually actively slowed down Warzone, which I find interesting. Uh, It's not what you'd expect typically from a Call of Duty. Um, But yeah, I I must admit, I'm I'm liking the changes. I think the map is a much bigger improvement from... well. I wouldn't say it's probably on par with the dance, like the original Warzone map, but it's far, far better than Caldera was. So that's um, gone, Caldera. Now is it just this new one, and that's all you're playing with at the moment? I think I don't know whether War, like Warzone 1.0 is still live or not. I actually don't know that. Yeah, I think I, I think it. it I think it is, but it's not like Overwatch, which I think they got rid of once Overwatch 2 came out. Like you don't, Did they really? They you, got well, much. they were planning to do it. Oh, I don't know if they actually... I think yeah. if you go to play it now, it goes, I've watched two and you free to play. And download that. Yeah. yeah. But, um, um, I think I, I think I've read that they are planning to basically close it down. It's I a think hassle there might be to an keep overlap. that fucking running. But well, yeah, you've got to over it. They want to give people a chance, don't they, to get on this and try it out. Oh. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, I think, you know, it feels... It's a much more positive experience than what I've had... With the multiplayer, I mean, it's been yeah. the usual, you know, trials and tribulations. They've changed the battle pass system as well, which I should add. Yeah. So you can be more selective around the path you take through your battle pass. It's not right. just one to a hundred. You can pick sectors that you'd rather go to, and and um, select. And rather than it being level based, you earn tokens with experience, and then with the tokens you earn, you can get things from the battle pass yeah. so they've changed that around slightly which you know for me works okay. i'm fine with that um so yeah i think overall they've made a few changes which yeah i quite like i mean it's not without criticism no. i think i should add that the way that they've changed the loot and the visibility of the loot is pretty poor like everything <laughs> everything just highlights white and it's not visible like when you drop stuff mm. um Oh, another thing I should add, so you've now got backpacks. So you've got yep. specific loot elements that you need to fill up, and once it's full, you can't carry any more. Okay. Um, yeah, they've, they've just made loads of little changes, I think, is the way I'd put it. So it, you used to just run over people's bodies, and you just look at the ground and swap them, your weapons out really quickly. But now you have to stop, search their backpack, see what they've got in it, move it over into yours and equip it and stuff. Like, they've... In every way, they've slowed it down. And that's what I mean when it's like PUBG. It's like when you kill someone in PUBG, you have to go up to them, loot them, move all their loot over, equip stuff, and do things like that. Yeah. And that's what they've done in this. But um, mm. yeah, I think that, you know, there's some bits that they need to sort out. Um, like the, the like marking of things isn't as clear as it could be. And the loot system 
needs a little bit of refinement. But overall, the changes, I think, personally, are really positive. And then are the others, you know, the people that you're playing with, I assume it's like a peewee and a cop and a, yeah. a, a rotating door of mm. that crowd, maybe Kebab Man getting involved now and again. Um, yeah. How have they received it? Are they happy or are they bit, bitching and moaning and complaining about it being too slow? No, I don't think anyone's really moaning about it i oh, think yeah. everyone's feels yeah i mean it's it's a shock right i mean you expect to have <laughs> people that like it but i think it's generally been been well received there's no mm. sort of huge criticisms i mean the lobbies are still a bit laggy at times i think some of the pc crowd are having optimization issues and ah, things um so i would note that, that it's not you, you know it's been seamless now really other than a few laggy games that i've had over the past couple of days so that seems to have sorted itself out mm. I think largely it seems and feels pretty seamless technically yeah. at the minute. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I think yeah, there's definitely a few bits they can improve on, but overall, it's it feels to me like a a positive change. It's just um, it would just be interesting to see how it develops. I think yeah, even even now I'm noticing like even when we the first few games we dropped in on, it was very kind of quiet, um, not a lot happening. Everyone's very tentative, and I've noticed over the past couple of days that people are becoming more aggressive and that, you know, things are happening. So I think it'll be interesting to see as people get more familiar with the map, the game, the mechanics, the guns and everything, what kind of materialises. Because there's no outright gun meta or anything like that at the moment. It's kind of all just a bit, everyone's trying everything out, trying to figure out what works and what doesn't. So it'll be interesting over the next sort of few weeks, months or so to see what what kind of comes out of it. Yeah. And so hang on, I'm right in saying so you've got Warzone is like the main Battle Royale mode or just Battle Royale. Yeah. You say there's two other modes or just one other mode, DMZ and is there another? Yeah, uh, well, you've got your, your bog standard multiplayer and I should add as part of this, I think they've what, added... there's normal uh, multiplayer in Warzone? Just... No, no, no. Well, it's, this is what I mean. So you go into the main screen of Modern Warfare and it goes, right, right, right. you've got your multiplayer, you've got your DMZ, you've got Battle Royale. Gotcha, gotcha. So um, DMZ is the new D- one. That's the only new mode coming as part of yeah. 2.0 okay yes yeah, so they've added they've added dmc which i've only played one game of so far but that's right. uh that's uh yeah an escape from tarkov i don't even know what you really call it these sort of yeah uh, like extraction type job yeah. isn't it yeah yeah well so you've played one game I and mean, i don't expect you to sit here for half hour talking about that maybe we maybe next time if you've played a couple more you'll have a bit more of a you know a solid opinion on it but promising or not really of interest considering battle royales the bread and butter of these wars well, adventures it's interesting because there is a new gun that they've introduced <laughs> as part of this right <laughs> and it is tied i think <laughs> they've course. said that i think they've said that you will be able to buy it in the store yeah. right yeah, of course you can but buy it's, it <laughs> it's tied to a specific mission i think in DMZ, where you have to extract it. Yeah. So you need to go defeat this guy who's got this gun and extract the weapon, and then you'll have it in your inventory. Yeah. So what I'm expecting to develop is, as people start getting this ridiculous new gun out of DMZ, it'll become the meta in Warzone. You'll be wanting to go in there. And you'll have to try and get it to be competitive in Warzone, and you'll either have to troll through doing this DMZ mission, which will no doubt be a real pain in the ass. Um, or you have to fork out some dough for it. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I mean, the, it's, it is mostly AI. What we we counted a few other players in there. Yeah, but it's mostly AI. It's the missions. dark zone. Yeah, a bit. Yeah, mm. 
basically, but the the, the bots are capable. Like it's almost <laughs> like. And like, I guess there's no teaming up with other teams. They're always enemies because in the dark zone, you can kind of meet people and be like. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's not uh, it's, theoretically it's, you could, but it's just right. It's not wide like the division. Practically, no, no, no. no. Right. Practically, if you see other, it's like shoot on site. Yeah. There's no. <laughs> It's shoot on site. No negotiation. It's just blow them away. No negotiation. Yeah, blow them away. Um, so yeah, it's quite challenging. Like we, it, they'll put you down. Yeah. Um, and uh, especially they seem to swarm you out of nowhere. So it's, I think that I definitely need to play a little bit more of it. But again, mm. it's it's it looks like a nice little addition on the side to something that I wasn't really expecting. No, it's a nice little um, side menu to. It's a little frustrating. Explore. They've put a gun a gun unlock behind it. Yeah. I think it's. It's not too nice. No, well, they'll you know what they'll say you can go off and buy it, and then that will solve your your issue that you already paid fifty eight pound for the game. Well, they said, what, what are we doing? What are you doing that for? Because you could have got this Warzone part for free. So we've given well, you, this is we've a, given yeah. you every option. You've chosen the most expensive one, sir. Now, yeah, get in there and I get mean, your gun. It does make me realise. I mean, I I did semi enjoy some playing some sort of like pub, yeah, game, like. PvP games because I haven't done that really for a while, but I soon realised why now. It, I mean, it does become dull, dull as dishwater after a little while doing that. There's very little variety. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite infuriating, and um, yeah, I was pretty pleased when Warzone come out. I had yeah. a good couple of weeks in those PvP ones, but you know, my comments really still stand that a large number of the maps are not very good. So um, they would have pulled it out the fire somewhat. The 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 Call of Duty brand name. It's sort of. I was you, concerned. Yeah, because you weren't happy a couple of weeks back. No, and this is... I don't think many was, no. but um, <laughs> I think you know they've they've definitely they've definitely done something, or at least my early thoughts would be they've definitely done something positive with Warzone. Yeah, like they've they haven't just my wor- my slight worry was they're just bolt shit on, yeah. as I've said before, and then you've got Warzone One plus fucking loads of other shit like and all sorts, and but they haven't. They've actually stripped it back a bit which is interesting well maybe they are listening somewhere <laughs> on the various discord communities they've got stay at those uh, I mean, I'd be interested I haven't really sought like, I haven't watched any streams of it or anything because I didn't really want that to pollute my mind yeah. like, I wanted to get this un- unadulterated experience of mm. what I thought about it I didn't want to be poisoned by other people's thoughts when I went in there <laughs> Um, so it's very conscious to avoid that and just kind of figure it out for myself. And I, I am enjoying it. I'm yeah. enjoying the experience of it. Looks nice, you know. There's another thing I should add. They've added like homages to old Modern Warfare Two maps. Yeah. So there's. Do you remember the airport one? I don't know yeah. how much of you played it, but there's an airport, so that's there. Um, there's shipments there. Yeah, get and there's in. various other. There's high rise. There's various other old maps that they've included in there and some might say oh you're really hashing it but wow. it's nice to go through Warzone and go I recognise this map from something that I played 10 years ago so it's just it's part just nice of the map. map it's not a, not its own map it's just you'll stumble across the yeah. the environment it's of shipments seamless. yeah oh, that's it's nice it's seamless that like you cool. don't even know you'll land somewhere or whatever or go to a bar and you'll go hang on a minute I recognise this looks like yeah this looks like a map I played yeah. um, so no doubt they'll be coming in the future to um to multiplayer, but I just thought that was quite a nice little yeah. thing to do, like a little nod to to the old maps in there. Yeah. So, but yeah, overall, pretty good experience so far. I can report back positive things, which is good. Yeah, that's what we want to hear. I mean, as much as people 
love to moan. No one wants to be sitting there getting annoyed at playing a game. We all want to say, cool, 10 out of 10. But obviously it's not the way things work. So it's good to hear some positivity coming out of the Call of Duty camp after a 45-minute dressing down that you gave them. Uh, a few a few episodes ago, well, deservedly so. Well, yeah, that's it. You get what you you deserve in this life. Usually, um, that's it. We're going to transition to some game impressions, and in honour of the Game Awards, I well, actually, I played it before the Game Awards nominees, but a Plague Tale Requiem, which is one of the nominees for Game of the Year, I played through on PC and on Game Pass. So I sat down with Logan to share my. Full impressions and, and thoughts of that, having played the original. So you'll get a bit of cards on the table there. But um, we will see everybody on the next episode. But more importantly, we will see you on the other side. Here we are then, back with some game impressions to close out this week's Idol Game Chat. I'm joined by the nearly man, the resident referee, Logan. He's going to be asking me the questions about a Plague Tale Requiem. I think that's how you say that word. Yeah, um, I mean, it's good enough for me. Uh, I, I think it is Requiem. I don't know. It must mean something from somewhere. I don't know. I did look it up before because I think there's a... Isn't there an Alien vs. Predators film called AVP Requiem? I think that was the first yeah. time I was seeing it. In my head, I see it. I, I think it's like a Reckoning or something, but I don't know whether that's... That could be nonsense. Yeah, it's saying... What's it saying here? Because Wikipedia's not to be trusted. Mm. Um... Well, it's kind of all sorts of garbage here. A Requiem was held for the dead. What's this nonsense? Musical composition? Well, it's not that, is it? It's not <laughs> English meaning. Let's get that one in there. You get something to do with a mass of a... I'll say a mass equals a Christian ceremony at which people honour and pray for a dead person. I'm not sure that fits the bill having played it. I don't know if they come up with these words and think, well, I just chuck it on there. The meaning doesn't doesn't matter too much. Yeah, it um, seems to have some sort of like. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. So, especially when a mass was for the souls of the dead, a requiem was held for. Yeah, it's like a group or like a group meeting. Yeah. I see it as. Or like. Well. An act of total token of remembrance. The designed, he designed the epic as a requiem for his wife. So well, I don't know. I gonna, mean, it's not helps, is it? I mean, we could be here all day trying. Are to we going to start out. putting up requiems in the gallery? To say, well, like, to remember this game, we're going to put up a requiem of it, like old classics. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, that's what it's called. It's a follow-up to a Plague Tale Innocence. Which mm. makes more of a, I don't know, it made more sense to me. The the Requiem thing has thrown me off a little bit. But I actually didn't know it was a follow-up. I presumed it was its own game in its own right. It shows you my no. ignorance of this game is going to be exposed on this uh, on this review. Well, that's fair enough. That's sometimes useful. But mm. I guess sort of cards on the table, Jobby. I played the original because yep. Ronnie wouldn't have allowed it anyway. Unless when if was you, that? I've got 2019 in my head. So it wasn't actually that mm. long ago. That's yeah. the key thing here. It's actually quite a quick turnaround for um, a game of this ilk. A Plague Tale Innocence. And I checked the log that I have. 
think I reviewed it in 2020 sometime. And back then, this game, the fun, the, the structure was a little bit different in terms of recognition, but the fundamentals were the same. The OG didn't even get itself a bronze. Oh, chucked it in the bin. Now, in my head, I forgot. Though, wasn't it? Well, was it? Was the grading it, system different? It was still, I mean, we still using numbers. It was using numbers, but the grading was assigned to a number rather than... Yeah, you know, it being just a, a, a whatever you do jobby. So I think seven would have been the bronze target, and yeah. it got it got a six point five on the old one. So it would have been oh, it wouldn't have gone in the, it wouldn't have gone in the gallery. In my head, I gave it a bronze, and then when I checked it, I was like, "Oh, that's it. That's interesting." Went um, for more in a sequel. Well, odd behaviour, really, when you think of it that way. Um, <laughs> I think the main thing was, I remember I got the original for Christmas. And by that right. time, it was like 12 quid as well. It was a bit later in the year. It had gone on sale mm. quite a bit. And I think the only reason I ended up not pray, well, giving it that sort of level of a, a rating or a, a recommendation or whatever you want to call it, an award or lack of a reward, was because when I checked the RRP of it, it was 45 UK pounds. Mm. And I think that's what doomed it, missing out on a on a spot, and and therefore not making it into the the backdated gaming gallery. It felt, I think it felt lower budget, but it it, it wasn't that long. I remember it being like eight or nine hours long, and mm. I'm not even sure if I subscribe to that philosophy nowadays. I think it's something we've discussed yeah. before. It may well have fared better had I had a crack at it more recently because. Outside of someone coming along and saying this game's four hundred quid, and you think, well, that's <laughs> silly money, that clearly can't be. I do just sort of look at the game as it is and think, well, what's the quality of it? And, yeah. try, and try and ignore other factors. Like, I don't even like to get go all oh, small team. Have they punched above their weight? Because you know, mm. I don't know for sure. Yeah. Go, oh, that's that's a double A project, not a triple A project. How do you know that? <laughs> How do they know that? They don't get. They don't yeah. send you the figures. So I'll try and just keep it out of it and just think, what's the game? Is it worth it? I think sometimes, mm. and I don't think it happens very often, there might be the exception to the rule where there's, like I said, if something comes along at 200, 300, 400 pounds for a game, you'd be like, hang on a minute. Mm. But generally, I try and keep that out of it. So it may well have fared better is what I'm trying to say in a long-winded way. Yeah, I think recently or at least i say recently past couple of years i know that you and i've spoken about this at length but essentially i think the quality of the time you spent is now mm. really because otherwise you end up with assassin's creed valhalla and you go well that there's too much going on there and it's actually a negative so uh so yeah i think we'll move on to what is arguably my favorite bit of the reviews right. and that is the wording on the store page. Yeah. I presume you've played... Sorry, I don't think we've covered what console or whether this was PC or console. Well, no, yeah, I was going to... Um, even Either or I could have just done it in the storefront. Mm. But I've, I, it was on... So I played it on PC Game Pass. Okay. It's available on PS5. It's available on Series X and or S. But I played it on PC Game Pass because this is one of the games that we spoke about many weeks ago with the 30 FPS slop on consoles. As we record this, they may well have done a 60 FPS patch by now. I, I don't think they're doing that just yet. That may happen in the future. But as as this is recorded and as I played it, mm. it was 30 FPS slop. And look, my PC's not incredible like by top, top tier standards, but it's capable. Like GTX 3080 with a 
Ryzen 7 5800X. Now, people that I know, mean, it's pretty capable. People that know what that means will know that's not that's yeah. you know less than two years old. Pretty good. Should mm. last a number, uh, you know, a decent amount of time. So yeah. I thought, well, it's a no-brainer to at least at least launch it on PC Game Pass to see if the PC runs it okay. Runs it's mm. ran it or. Well, targeted 60 fps ran at 60 fps so i thought well i'll stick with it on there so i actually did play it play it on pc game pass rather than a console and there's a little nice wrinkle as well this is something really cool that i discovered on my travels i plugged in the ps5 DualSense controller wasn't mm. really sure whether the haptic feedback or adaptive triggers would work because it's on xbox's yeah. store but it did Bloody hell. All the haptics were there as though he was playing on a PS5. I was like, that's really cool that I'm playing a PC game, playing it on PC Game Pass, which is an Xbox Xbox store with PlayStation's DualSense controller with the haptics and adaptive triggers. So that was a bit of an enlightenment because I'm like, right, are there other opportunities for other Xbox games or games that are on Game Pass? that I'd normally play on the console that have haptics on the PC version because it doesn't, it doesn't seem there's a block there. I, I assumed Xbox wouldn't have facilitated that or the, the API was specific to Steam yeah. or something, but clearly not. So They must have hard-coded that when they built the game mm. and it must have the same code there or I expect the same codes there on Xbox. It just can't take Map- advantage of it. It's mapping, isn't it? Yeah, I, I would assume it's it would be a, an easy thing for developers to switch on. If, mm. if Phil goes, look, I've got this controller coming out, 800 UK pans, but you get the haptics. So it's interesting. It's interesting. That it's there. I didn't expect that. So you've really got the <clears> holy <throat> trinity almost in there: PC, <laughs> Xbox, and Sony. Yeah, we'll but, leave Nintendo out. They're not part yeah, of the holy trinity. No, they're not. They're not allowed to be, unfortunately, <laughs> just yet. But here's the the store description. Anyway, far across the sea, an island calls. Embark on a heart rending journey into the brutal breathtaking world twisted by supernatural forces amicia and hugo travel far south to new regions and vibrant cities there they attempt to start a new a new life and control hugo's curse but when hugo's powers reawaken death and destruction return in a flood of devouring rats forced to flee once more the siblings place their hopes in a prophesized island that may hold the key to saving Hugo. And then there's other bits in there. Sequel to the award-winning A Plague Tale of Innocence. Spectacular grounded tale twisted by supernatural forces. Use a variety of tools, sneak, fight or unleash hell and rats. Stunning visuals combined with an enthralling score. So they're picking up a lot of the story there. It's not, a, you know... Doesn't exactly. There's a lot out. of words in that. They love it. It's well, very, I mean, I'm MO. struggling to to really build a picture of what on earth this is. Um, <laughs> well, look, it's a third person game, first of all. So over the shoulder. Do you know what I mean, though? Like, if you yeah. read that, it doesn't it doesn't give you any any insight into the game. No. Where normally they go, they do a little bit. I mean, it does give you an insight into the story. But I, I literally listened to that and went, "So what are we doing then?" Yeah, it's it's not an easy one, that's for sure. Third mm. person, good focus. Yeah, a focus on narrative and characters um, and other bits like that. But these are my sort of games. These third person games are right yeah. in my in my bag. This one's mm-hmm. more stealth than it is action. 
So probably rules you out as a potential candidate for this since you don't... Ruins game stealth. Well, this is basically the game. Now, there are options to not do stealth, but for reasons that I'll probably touch upon, the combat and the action parts weaker than just avoiding (laughs) conflict altogether. And then, of course, it will throw you into conflicts that you can't avoid, and it's like, hmm, you've really focused on the wrong thing here. But... You know, that's that's the name of these games and that's how they're kind of set up. But yeah, fire away. So, and this is literally painting the picture for me as well as the audience. What What is the purpose of the game? It's a good question. That's a really broad question, but I'm stroke. I think, like, if you, I know if you said the purpose of what's God of War, what's the purpose of GTA? Like, I, I understand it's a really all-encompassing yeah. question, but really, is this like a seek? Is this do you play? Do you would you have need to have played that first one? And is it kind of a linear story? Yeah, yeah. Right. So that's a good. That's a really good question to ask about needing to play the the first one because this is this is a direct sequel. Okay. Yeah. And my first criticism of Requiem is. The lack of effort they put into recapping the first game, right? Like okay. For, for old and new players alike, because not everyone's going to go back and play the original or hasn't had time to. Hmm. As I said, this is a direct sequel. It takes six months. It takes place six months after the first game. Mm-hmm. I played the first game, you know, not that long ago, <laughs> twenty twenty, and I must admit, when I first started playing, I was lost. I I couldn't remember exactly what happened. There, there were characters that I thought who had died in the first one that were lurking mm. and i thought well we must be in some sort of flashback scene and it wasn't until like the second chapter i was like no this is happening now and i was like <laughs> oh, what the hell so i had to go back and read a synopsis of what happened and i was like oh right okay i get it but yeah. it's just it's a really odd thing to not have any level of recap or catch up in there i ideally you'd have a like a video sequence of narrative uh, narration over the top yeah, uh, yeah. Misa and Hugo f- six months ago had to flee their home. Whatever you do, um, and, and at worst, you perhaps put a you know written paragraph and explain the cliff notes and and where the characters find themselves now. <laughs> but Requiem just offers none of that, which right. is um, which kind of not doesn't rule out new players turning up. But you're going to miss. You know, it's like a duology, really. It's like they're almost like. I spent 19 hours playing this game just to put it out there whilst I remember it. And the first one was probably 10-ish. This yeah. kind of feels like a 30-hour a combined story almost, you know, yeah. in that you will want the first 10 hours if you can get it, really, just to build those mm. your familiarity with the, with the characters and the relationships they're having. But a bit of an odd one, if you ask me. I just thought that that was a bit of a strange thing not to focus on. Like You just think, well, people will find it, I guess, but... <laughs> I don't know, but this is so it just does. It's not very clear. I no. think is what we're getting to. So it's kind of like an expectation almost that you remember what went on and played that first one before you picked up the second. And yeah. no doubt most people will have played well. that. But I guess it's still useful in whatever. I mean, there's even when I watch television series, sometimes yeah. there's always the minute at the front that goes, "This is what happened last week," and you go, "I'm like, well, why are you telling me this? I literally just watched it." I need that. Um, 
I always forget. I, things. I actually think it's helpful because sometimes so much goes on yeah. in between. Sometimes you think uh, my brain's just had to just lose that information. Yeah. Um, I mean, it happens to me regularly, as we know. My yeah. memory can't be trusted, but it is just useful to have that. And especially if you might not have played a game for two or three years, it's kind of like, well, yeah, what, what do you want from me? <laughs> it it, it well, is tricky for sure, and they did decide not to do that. So I did go back and read it after like a couple of hours of playing. I was like, mm. okay, right. I kind of remember this. I, I remembered the rough what was happening, but there was some specifics, mm. and I was like, why are you there? Yeah, what, yeah. what are we doing? And you forgot the nitty gritty. Yeah, which more probably, than anything, it was one of those things. Once I realised I was lost, it was annoying me, so I had to do something mm. about it. And I'd have preferred yeah. if the game just at the intro said, "You know, here's the background," and then a couple of minutes, if or whatever, and gives you the option to skip it if you don't want it. You've made a you know a fifteen to twenty hour game here. You know, a couple of minutes at the start to set the set the groundwork for those coming in new or mm. older fans that have got poor memories like me would have been great. But going back to your point, you know, mm. this is a direct sequel, a continuation. And in terms of what the the aim of the game is, it's a linear story-based game um, in that there's no choices, there's no branching paths. You will follow this story. It's obviously narrative-focused because of that and hinges mm. quite a lot of its uh, its moments and some of, the, some of the better moments tied up in that narrative. And in terms of what these two are playing at, Alicia and Hugo, they're kind of it's set six months after the previous game where things went a little bit awry. Hugo's afflicted with some level of um, illness where he's not very well. He's getting worse and worse. And it seems yeah. to be giving him some sort of connection to the plague and the rats that's been going on. And really the aim of the game is like, he ain't well and he ain't <laughs> getting any better. So we need to sort this. It's yeah. like, do we go to do we go to Marseille and have the, you know the 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 doctors there have a look at him see if they can build an elixir or study him etc. Or do we keep or do we head towards this fucking island he keeps talking about in his dreams and you kind of have those conflicts early on about w- what way the group needs to go kind of what's best for for Hugo and then it obviously goes off into its own you know its own direction but the, this the, the the crux of it crux of it is that Alicia wants Hugo to get better and it's like they go on this journey hopefully to to find a way to do that so when's it actually set and where's it you set? know I had the the dates up many many moons dates, ago but it's exact like dates are required it's old France that's okay. all that's all I can tell you at this stage until until Google decides to you know give me the actual dates of itself but I think it's like 16th or 15th century okay so we're talking I mean, when you said old France, I was thinking twenties. Like then I, I was thinking. So yeah, we're kind of, we're talking like for some reason my brain went to medieval. That's not medieval. I mean, well, I don't know, mate. It's on the state of the character. Tudors, Tudor age, fourteenth um, right, century France. There you go. Oh, it's medieval. That's not medieval, but I don't no. know. Is it? They're living. Oh, get it? I don't bloody. It know. Ain't like twenty twenty two. I'll tell you no, that. Much all right. Okay. So he's ill. Yeah, well, before we've got any NHS and all that. Sort oh of yeah, stuff. none of that, none of that going on. It's all religious people that seem to be controlling the, you know, right, the hell, okay. which is a problem in itself. Because if they go a bit crazy down the old god line, then you think, well, what are they, what are they really up to in those rooms? It's not to be trusted. But yeah, he's afflicted okay, with this illness, right. and there's a there's a seemingly a plague of rats that are following him and infesting areas of the country where people are getting bitten, and it's causing. Mm exodus of humans they're dying out it's causing mass 
death. So it's got, almost like the Black Plague. It, it, essentially, like, yeah, kind of the bubonic death, plague, or whatever you want to dress it up as. It may even be referred to as that in the game, but that's that's occurring as well, which is making these rats a problem to be getting rid of when you need to get from A to B, and then there's guards there in your way, and you're like, oh, now how do we get right. there? So the purpose of the game is to save Hugo, and then you've got to deal with these rats in between. Yeah, so in, in order to get there, you have to go through rats and guards and other right, okay. nefarious people that are looking to, for whatever reason, just kill you on sight. Um, various reasons for that. But generally, <laughs> there ain't a lot of nice people you bump into in, in certain zones. They ain't going to let you okay. off. So, but, right, so... We're in, right, so I've got the premise of the game. So it's a journey, so you're going on this journey yep. with Hugo... And you've got to navigate some stuff as you go. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Okay. Gotcha. So, what do you think this game does well on through your through your nineteen hours of gameplay? What are your favourite highlights of the game? Well, I think the fact that it has this these nests of rats lurking in some of the levels is just from a technical perspective and just a theme perspective, quite unique. Like it's, They quoted that they can have 300,000 rats at once. And they're like... Good grief. You'll just see them. There'll just be like waves of them in the on the floor, like moving around. You can hear them all going... And there's like set pieces sometimes when they come steaming out and are chasing you. And it's literally like tidal waves of rats. It's really impressive to see. So that is retained from the original, that kind of unique premise and setup and interaction with the rats. Um, and the game itself is stunning. You know, the environments, the landscapes, the vistas, the actual kind of physical world they've built is really beautiful. They've done a really, really good job on that front. Um, I didn't get it all right because the lip syncing is just bad. There's no other word to, you know, describe it. Um, and the facial animations non-existent for the most part so you've kind of got this narrative and these characters that really do deserve a bit better upon close inspection like during the poignant moments like and it's just a bit out of sync it's just one of those distracting things that when you've got Mm. some really strong character moments it kind of loses a little bit um Mm. given some of the standards that have been set previously by other games Mm. and that's it's kind of lacking also a little bit of cinematic i'd say consistent high quality cinematic cinematic direction you know even when there are the high notes that are that are happening they, they certainly do exist but there are times when like big moments to do with characters like poignant emotional moments play out and you're just left with the standard camera behind the character and like someone's just like breaking down in front of you like this should be like directed zoomed in cuts like it should all be cinematic yeah, yeah. and it's just sometimes it's not so you can tell they've made concessions at some point to to not kind of go down that route. Mm. Um, and it's just one of those things where it, you can tell that, and I know we talked about this a little bit earlier in terms of team size, but it feels like they've, they're have they punching above their weight almost in the, in the, in the looks department because there are other areas where they clearly need a bit more work on. But narratively, it's strong. It is, it is very strong. It's not, not top draw, but mostly solid has some questionable character moments and motivations, but generally is pretty strong throughout and um, kind of starts in an acceptable manner. Like I think it starts and you're like, okay, I get what's going on here. Sags a little bit in the middle, but then fulfills its potential in the last sort of third or so. Um, and in terms of the gameplay, I guess for the, for the good side of things, stealth, the stealth is pretty solid for the most part. 
you know, you you, get, you have tools to distract or to wipe out enemies. Stealth is definitely the, the most efficient and safest way because direct combat, you know, it's this difficult when it all kicks off because it gets a little bit clunky at that stage. Um, but I like the fact that in the stealth moments, if you stick to that, you'll often have a companion in tow and they'll have some sort of ability to help you out. So like one of them can spark torches to distract guards and another one can set fire to grass so you can sort of direct them to do things to distract a guard and you can sneak by. Um, so you have a handful of those companions throughout and they will have different kind of skills that you can lean on. You don't get to choose the companion, it's just the story will Gives say, it to you. you know, you, you split up from so-and-so, so now you're with, I don't know, Lucas or whoever it might be. Um, and that's, that's, that's fun to, to mess around with. Um, but yeah, they, I think it's strongest in its the, the narrative side of things presented probably not in the most perfect way, but certainly when you first switch this on and just look at it, the vistas are just like incredible. You think, good Lord. Um, but it does have those cl- clunky sides, particularly when things get a bit hairy or you're, you're left scrambling around and fighting. And usually it's too stiff for me to feel like I can dynamically get away. It's not very kinetic. It's all like, you've got a slingshot basically and you're like, that's fucking slow to wind up. And then by the time you've got there, they fucking bossed you one in the nose and you can be down. So it really is keep out of keep out of sight. I also really like, actually, it's a small point, but there's like skills that you can unlock throughout the game. And rather than you just get an experience and having to invest points, the skills will unlock depending on how you've played the game. So yeah, if, you're, yeah. if you're really aggressive and take people out, you'll get new skills that will help with that play style. If you're stealthy, mm. avoid conflict, um, you'll get skills and, and the kind of experience that builds up on its own to, to do with that play style. And if you're anything mm. like me, I was kind of mixing and matching depending on it. I kind of had to, unlocked a few skills in each of the three disciplines that are offered. So I, quite, I like that that's part of the game as well because I'm sick of having to look at a menu and go, oh, what should I put my point in next? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah it it does know. have that because you can upgrade your gear. So you, yeah. can, you can find parts, upgrade gear and whatnot. But mm. as the player, you can earn new abilities like crouching. And when you crouch move, you can move quieter and quicker after a certain time yeah. if you've kind of fulfilled the requirements for that and it doesn't tell you exactly how to do it it just has like the descriptions like aggressive or i think prudence one of them and, and whatnot and you just mm. you kind of look and think right there's a stealth option there's the aggressive one there's an opportunistic one is that for distractions i don't know but it was quite fun just seeing those bars go up depending on how i'd played and unlocking new bits and pieces yeah, I quite like that. Sometimes it really aggravates me when I have to go, how do I want to play this game? Well, I don't know yet because I don't know I don't know what's coming up or what I might need. No. So I like the way that it just goes, whatever you use gets leveled up or, yeah. or improved. That's quite a cool little function. Yeah. Um, so moving on to some of the more negative aspects of the game, I know we've sort of given a bit of pretty, pretty balanced view of some of the positives and negatives there, but yeah. the... The real drawbacks, if any, of this game, what what, um, what was noteworthy in your gameplay? I'd say just in general, it's a bit scruffy. Just it has that scruffiness about it that you don't off. Well, you do see it. You absolutely a do lack see of it. Polish. It's a la- it may be a lack of polish there. I mean, it didn't run that well on the PC. Like the, the, I had the frame rate limit on for about a third of the game, like on and off probably throughout. I didn't have it on or off all the time. And it was always over 60 FPS, but... It would go from like 100 FPS down to 60 and 
it just felt a bit stuttery sometimes. It, just, mm. it wasn't consistent. And it's difficult to say, well, that's the game or is it the PC? This is why the PC gaming is a little bit of a banana skin. So I'm like, did I have it set up wrong? Did I have it optimised wrong? I don't, mm. You just don't know. Was I fucking playing another game in the background that I hadn't switched off? Who, who really knows? All I can say is that with that 3080 and that Ryzen 7 5800, it still wasn't the optimal experience in terms of consistency. However, the alternative would have been to put it onto the Series X and probably play it in the 30 FPS mode, or there is a 40 FPS mode if you've got a 120 hertz display that can handle it. And to be honest, I think the the PC was the better option at that point, it's particularly the fact that I could play on the yeah. DualSense as well, which was which was helpful. So it's just the general lack of polish. Like it's a weird. There was a strange bit where there was a gate that I had to get through. There's a doorway behind it, and I had to raise the gate. I didn't really know. I got to the area, and it was like. Oh, the gate's locked. It's down. I was like, oh, fucking hell. As I walked away, the prompt come up. I hit triangle and they clipped through the gate and opened the door. I was like, how's that got through? QA. I've skipped a bit. I've skipped having to go all the way over there to the right hand side to unlock the gate, which probably caused noise and other interest. I just, yeah, I just yeah. caught through a bit and I was like, all right. <laughs> There's just some weird, weird things that that happening now and again, but. Generally, there's not a lot to really crap on it about. It's more expansive than the original in terms of the the play areas it puts you in, like the arenas that they put you in. So there's more options. There's one exit usually, but you can go around, you can go directly through, you can go sort of zigzagging depending on, you know, if you want to avoid the rats. They're they're scared of fire and light, so they won't get you if you've got a fire or light set up. So you might yeah. you might be able to go from torch to torch, um, or you might say, "Oh, there's a guard in the way. There's rats around him. He's got a fire torch. I'll extinguish his torch, and the rats will eat him." You know, you can do you can do things like that, which is really really fun. And because yeah. you've got a bigger play area, it feels like a bit of a an upgrade from that sense. But but generally, nothing majorly majorly wrong. One of the Ronnie things that annoyed me yeah. is that it lacked what I would say is a good walking pace. Like you tilt the analog stick a little bit and she walked a bit slow. I was like, I just need yeah. a bit more speedy because if I tilted any more, she started jogging. So if I'm walking around a town, I don't want to be jogging around. Who jogs around a market? No one. Yeah. And it was just a bit too slow. So they were, that, that was, you know, it's a complete. Most people are like, what are you talking about now? No, but, no, sometimes it annoys me, right? The thing that annoys me is the way that they usually combat that is by you like end up like walking in slow motion yeah, instead. Yeah. Rather than walking just a bit slower, it just slows the animation down. I'm there like, just no. wasn't, there just wasn't an optimal speed that felt quick mm. enough that I was making progress that at a speed I was happy, but then wouldn't just break into a jog. But mm. there we go. It's. It is a, you know, a, 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 has, has its issues. It definitely shows its teeth in some areas in terms of its, its ugly teeth. Mm. Um, but generally, enjoyed enjoyed it, to be honest. 19 hours, a, an extension on time of the original as well. So everything's kind of gone forwards and up. And, mm. you know, it's, it's tied together with a, with a nice narrative that isn't the greatest thing, but is certainly solid and has its, has its moments for sure. Cool. So... Move along then and go towards the ending of this review. Yeah. And that, as we know, culminates in pulling up outside the Dim Digital's now world-famous, yep. even though we're a grassroots endeavour, but world-famous gaming <laughs> gallery. 
And oh, I usually look towards you in the car and I, I'll wave the keys and wait to see whether I get the go-ahead to go in or not. Yeah. So You've got the do nod. we do that for this one? I've got the nod. Got the there nod. we go. So let's go into your exhibition. Yeah. I believe we call them exhibitions these days. I lose track. Could be a showcase. Who knows? Yeah, it could be a showcase coming soon. But where do we put this one? Mm. Is it the famous dumping ground that we know and love? Well, or look, does it go higher? Or does it go lower? Look, it's, it's, it's in that area where it's good. It's good with some great, but some not so good. It's not consistently great, so gold's out of the question. It's really between bronze and silver. Yeah. And considering the last one didn't even get in the fucking <laughs> rankings. It might well have done. It might well have done. You, might, think, you may well I be right there. I think today's grading criteria, that gets a bronze. Well, I don't know if it's that's even that. I just think I've cha- my head's changed. It doesn't really care about things mm. like that anymore. It don't yeah, that's because, what I'm saying. I, I, yeah. On the grading criteria, and by the criteria, I mean our own criteria, yeah. I suspect that you would now put the original as a bronze. Yeah, probably. So does in with that in sight, is this one a significant enough upgrade mm. to get into silver or is it an upgrade but not quite that that sort of 8 out of 10 level? Yeah. I it feels like the last of us light. I don't mean that as a criticism. It actually feels like the original mm. more because it does have that sort of clunkiness to it a little bit. And there's, yeah. it's even bits, Logan, where one of the things people take the piss out of the last of us for is that there's loads of scenes where you pick up like boxes and move them into place and climb up and get up and over a, a bit. They have carts in this dozens of times. There's a you get a cart and win. I was like, oh my god, this is like the last of us. It's like a horror-based yeah, yeah. kind of stealth game. It has mm. elements of action. You've got a companion with you all the time. You know, yeah. like, a, like a youngster usually. It's like, it's really... Reskinned The Last of re- Us. <laughs> it in many ways, but it doesn't quite hit the high notes consistently of The Last of Us and, in that sense. Yeah. But I think even if I was going to ignore my, my perhaps my mistake with Innocence, I think it stands and gives itself a nice silver on its own anyway, because it's a nice expansive experience. Like 19 hours is good. Mm. Maybe out of state is welcome a tiny bit, but I think you're getting a good, you're getting a good trade-off with that. Mm. Um... And like I said, it's in that it's in that genre that I enjoy. Doesn't disgrace itself. Has some frustrating moments for sure, but mm. I think all in all, when you when you balance the books, it's a nice it's a nice silver there. And I'll just sort of cap off my thoughts by saying something really controversial. Team Asobo, who developed this, they do Microsoft Flight Simulator as well. They're kind of being groomed to be purchased by Phil and Co. But yeah. with Activision going on, they're not allowed to really be snapping up small things. So I imagine in the next 18 months, they will go into the Microsoft Studio pot, which is fine. Could do with a bit more money, absolutely. But these type of games, Sony and PlayStation have just been smashing. Like There's something yeah. to do with their production, their support system around those games. Like they would, This type of game would thrive in that environment. I'm not saying yeah. Xbox can't do it. I'm just saying the trends that we've seen in the last five years or so so you know Sony can do it. You've got the evidence so this, there. Uh, the argument could be then that this would have been like a 9 out of 10 sort of game rather than an It's eight. got, right, that's that the thing. It, it has the potential to be <laughs> further up for sure. I guess the ceiling is yeah. a bit higher for it. It just mm. needs those extra elements. Um, Interesting. And I hope that, you know, they do get purchased by one or the other and there's some money pumped into it. And I really, you know, if it does go to Xbox, I hope they can pull it out of the bag and show they can do this as well. But 
even things like Horizon Forbidden West, which is a follow-up to Horizon Zero Dawn. First one, really static faces, like lip sync a bit mm. off. Forbidden West, the facial animations, the lip syncing is fucking mm. incredible. And that's, again, under the Sony umbrella. This would really benefit from that that cinematic kind of polish mm. and, and support and you know, production that the Sony games seem to have. The argument could be made that that's the developers doing it. But I do think there's a trend in that the, the, the publishing arm of Sony, you know, the support they send out to, to kind of review the games whilst they're in mm. development, to guide them, help with that as well. And they can share technology and tips with the other teams as well. But, Probably also share, like, some of this might be outsourced and they get yeah. some people in to do certain elements yep. and help out. And it might just be something like, it sounds so simple, doesn't it, that someone might know someone or they've yeah. got a link with a company or whatever and goes, oh, no, get so-and-so in to do that. Yeah. Um, it's just interesting how having something like that behind them might take it, as you yeah. say, from something with, that needs more polish to just get in that those extra elements that tip it, yeah, um, tip it upwards. But, but no, yeah. no, it's good, interesting. Well, it's really positive then. Yeah. I mean, it's very rarely, to be fair, do we get through these v- reviews these days without some glaring <laughs> disaster. Like, well, I wouldn't say disaster, but some sort of glaring like negative. And yeah. really, the only negative on this is more polish. Yeah. yeah, which is a which you know you could argue well that's across a lot of the game, but yeah, polish is 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 just those sort of finishing touches, right? They're not yeah, polish, fundamental. Um, I think there is some. They need to be operating at a bit of a higher level of production as well. Yeah, um, yeah. but for everything else, it does it does a does a pretty mm. good job of attaining its goals, I guess. So. Looking forward to see what Asobo do next. If, if it's not Flight Simulator, no disrespect to Flight Simulator, but I'd rather have another game like this from them than yeah. another expansion to Flight Sim, you know, which is an impressive technical feat in itself, to be quite honest. Yeah, yeah, but, no, true. But there we go. That's it. In the books. Idle Game Chat closes down for another week. Thanks for joining us on this particular episode. We'll be back in your feeds as and when we're ready, probably in a week's time. But nothing more for us to say here other than thanks for your time and ta-da. This was a Dimp Digital production.